Hey everyone, BT here. And once again, Happy New Year from David and I at the Successful Mind Podcast. Before we get into this inside the episode, I did want to let you know that you may experience some slight audio glitches. Uh, David and I and the rest of Team Nagel have transitioned to a remote working environment. And with that comes the challenges of stable internet connections. Uh, There may be a few times in this episode where it does freeze. Hopefully it doesn't take away from this very important conversation we have around Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into this episode. And again, we look forward to bringing you more in the year ahead. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. episode today. David and I are going inside making the world a better place, talking about Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. Before we get into this conversation, I want to wish all of you a very happy new year. Hope your holidays were great. And uh, David, you as well. It's good to be back on the pod. Yeah, same to you, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah. So for this particular episode, you definitely um, laid the groundwork for what your big vision is over the course of this next year from a contribution standpoint. And um, for those who did listen to this episode, obviously, it's a very uncomfortable conversation to have. But that's the beauty of this is that you're bringing the light to it, as so many other people are starting to do the same. What specifically spoke to you around Tim Ballard's Operation Underground Railroad? And what got you to bring that information to your amazing listeners today? Well, it started off, I was listening, I was listening to an audiobook. I was I was driving down the highway, listening to an audiobook. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was in the land of Oz. I, the conversation in the book went from, um, uh, you know, like sound financial strategy to this topic. And I'm like, what just happened here? And I'm listening to this person tell the story. And they're, they're basically telling the story of this guy and what this guy does and um, how this person came to be aligned with it, and then the stories of buying children for $100. And I'm listening to this story, and I felt like I started to get really emotional in the car. I was like, what is going on here? And um, so I kind of like I shook it off, and I, I kept listening to the book, but it, wouldn't, it didn't quite go away. Got to my destination, had a meeting, whatever. Came back home. I was doing like at that point, it kind of like it kind of pushed it in the back of my mind. It wasn't in the forefront, right? So it's in the back. I'm doing some other work, I'm doing some research, and here it is again. I'm like, what the hell is this? So it just it was captivating me in not a good way, right? I couldn't get it out of my head at this point. So I start researching and I start watching the videos online. I start watching the videos on his website. I start watching interviews of him with other people. Um and I immediately was like, I need to be part of this. I absolutely need to do something about this. This is one of the most horrific things that I have that I didn't know was actually happening. I mean, it's not that I didn't know there wasn't human trafficking, and it's not like I didn't know there wasn't human sex trafficking. I did not have any idea to the extent that this actually exists on our 
on our planet uh, in this day and age. And I'm, I'm still in the midst of being as getting as educated about this as I possibly can uh, and working with uh, their company to set something up so that we can be, you know, a corporate sponsor um, with them. But I got to tell you, T, I mean, it is, I, I, you know, I have four kids, you have two kids. I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine trying to go to bed at night and have one of my kids missing and with the idea that this is what could be happening to them. I cannot imagine what it must be like for those families that are missing 2 million children. Um, I can't imagine what it must be like for these children. Um, I saw, I saw there was, there was one thing that just, it just killed me. There's a clip that I saw from the movie, the abolitionists where they go in, set up this sting to, to bust all of these, these sex traffickers for these kids. And you can see them walk the kids in. Now they're all, the faces are all clouded out, but you can see them walk the kids in. And I'm listening to Tim Ballard talk about this. And he says that one of the kids comes up to him and says, are you going to give me some cocaine or something? Normally they give, he said, what are you talking about? He said, well, normally they give me some cocaine or some drug because I'm real, I'm really scared. The kid's like nine years old, Brandon, like nine years old. They're being, they're being raped like 50 times a day. And I heard this and I just like, everything in my body just winced. Like it just winced that this is, that this is happening on our planet. I know there's a lot of things that are happening on our planet. I didn't know this one was, I have a special passion in my heart for children. I think that um, the, the, to steal the innocence of children, to hurt them, to scar them, to torture them, to rape them, uh, to enslave them, you know, it, I just can't, it's, it's unfathomable to me that this is actually happening. And so much so that it's like I immediately made a decision. I'm going to be part of trying to help stop this in whatever way I possibly can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we need more people to really understand a little bit about what it is. And there's tons of information out there you can go and look, but definitely um, start with Tim Ballard for sure, because he has a very, very compelling story. I mean, this man has... He's worked as a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security. Um, During that time, he worked on the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. So he's very well versed in what is going on in this world. And he left that career behind and founded in 2013 this amazing nonprofit called Operation Underground Railroad, also known as OUR. And you can go to www.ourrescue.org and learn a little bit more about his grand vision. And what I love about that website is it also shows you the amount of children that they save to date. Because like you said in the episode, it's not um, inexpensive to free someone who is in a trafficking situation. So the more attention we can bring to it, the more good that can come out of it for sure. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, I spent my whole career going into the places that people don't want to go. You know, I go into the dark with people individually and help shine the light and pull them out of there. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I didn't shy away from this. Like I saw immediately something that Tim must have seen, like something needs to be done about this. And I listened to the interview that he did, a couple interviews that he did. And he talked about how in the beginning he was so torn. He didn't know if he was all the way in or all the way out. Like he was like, this is so dark. Do I want this energy in my life? Like, and his wife was like, listen, 
how can you not, how can you know this and walk away? How can you know that this is happening and with good conscience walk away? And here's what she said to him. You will not steal my, my, my salvation by your choice. And he's like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a hundred percent. So he just, I think he probably just needed a little confidence there to, to rest on. Sure. But I, I can imagine because he's got to be in this every day. And I don't yeah. honestly yeah, know if I get can a break be in it every it. day. Yeah, huh? he's, he doesn't get a break from it. You know? No, like he doesn't get a break from it. And they've, so they've adopted a couple of the kids they rescued. Tim and his wife, I heard yeah. that they, they adopted a couple of the kids. Wow. You yeah, know? It's, it's really quite amazing, and it's a huge mission. You know, you did share some alarming facts about trafficking in our world, and probably the most outrageous to me, aside from the sheer number of people involved, was the number of children. You had mentioned something to the effect of 2 million children each year are forced into the sex trade specifically. Right. And I, I wanted to kind of approach this from a mindset perspective. How has this been able to go on for so long without people like you or I knowing about it? Is it an issue of us turning a blind eye because it's uncomfortable? Like you said, it's in the dark. Or is it more of a, well, it doesn't really affect me because I'm here and that's happening there. So it's really not a big deal. What do you think about that? Well, so first of all, I want to just let all the listeners know, I am not an authority on this in any way, shape or form. I'm learning about it as, as you all are learning about it. Um, I may be a month ahead of you, or, or you may be way ahead of me because I don't know who I'm talking to. So let me just say that. My understanding from listening to Tim, though, is it's not so much that we didn't know that this was happening, but we didn't know the extent of it, and we didn't know how to stop it. We didn't know how to change it. And apparently there has been a problem with the topic being so dark that people are literally cautioned to stay away from it. Um, I don't know all the reasons behind that. I just heard Tim talk about that and he was, he was warned and his first, I guess his first uh, donor when he went on his own was Glenn Beck. And literally, apparently they told Glenn Beck, don't do it. Don't touch it. Stay away from this. Uh, you, you, something goes wrong. If somebody gets hurt, if one of those kids get killed, it could be the end of your career or whatever. And, and Glenn was like, you got to be out of your freaking mind. You can't know about this and not do something about it. He's like, I'll do whatever it takes. Um, so there is a dark component to this. It's probably one of the darkest, if not the darkest on our planet component. You're, you're dealing with, you're dealing with rape. You're dealing with sexual abuse. You're dealing with heart, uh, organ harvesting. You're dealing with murder and torture, and you're de- and it's with our children. I don't know how much darker it gets than that, man. Yeah, um, that's so very true. Yeah. Well, you also mentioned that you know trafficking is a hundred and fifty billion dollar industry worldwide. That's billion with a B, which is a, yeah, which is alarming when you stop to consider just how huge and massive of a number that is. And because it's a very uncomfortable talk topic to cover we usually don't enter into these waters on this podcast. So I guess what I'd like to know on your side of things is how do you hope this episode is received by your listeners? Since one of our mantras in the company is getting un- getting comfortable being uncomfortable, you can't make a true change unless you do shine the light on that dark. How do you hope it's received? Well, you know, obviously the, the I want people to help. That's, uh, that's one of the reasons for me talking about it. I want to bring light to it. I want to bring awareness to it. I want to help. I want to help Tim in his journey. I want to help those kids. Um, and I'm really hoping, you know, 
it 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 is it is it is no how do I want to put this? It's no surprise to me why people would run from this topic. Uh, by how dark it actually is. Because when you, I mean, obviously what happens is when you start thinking about this, you start getting images in your mind and they're, hor- they're hor- horrific images. Tim talked about how he literally couldn't go home and have sex with his wife. Like he couldn't get the images out of his mind after what he saw and he just couldn't go home and cross over. Like it was, he had to go see a psychotherapist. It was really messing with him, which I completely understand. Like, you don't want those images in your head. I mean, it goes against everything that we're taught. So I understand how dark the topic is, but I also understand that anything of any kind of, of, of evil or horror that's been on our planet, the only way we've ever gotten rid of it or got it under some kind of control is by people standing up in awareness to what happens and saying, we will not tolerate this. And we need people that are willing to stand up and say, I'm going to do something about this. I invite you to listen and become educated and do something about this so that we we can eradicate this off the face of our damn planet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, it seems like it seems like nowadays, too, there's there's a lot of causes out there that are really starting to pick up more and more, sure. more and more steam. And I think the time is ripe for something like this that is uncomfortable, because let's be honest, you know, even the Me Too movement and the Black Lives Matter movement, those were uncomfortable conversations and are still uncomfortable conversations that people are having. But the more we talk about them, the less the less uncomfortable they become. Right, they become exactly. more comfortable with it and yeah. things start to change. So it seems like the time is is ripe for something like this to really catch on and make this a huge global initiative to completely eradicate because there no, there's no reason we can't eradicate this from our world. No, there isn't. As a matter of fact, he actually talked about a sting that happened in South America somewhere where they kept the pressure on for a little bit of an extended period of time and it actually stopped in that area. Now, he talks about that there's really no head of the snake here because it pops up here and there. There's, you know, all kinds of things. But he even said something that was like fascinating to me. He said, like, if you compare this, because because I guess Lewis Howe was asking him if like our drug cartels involved in this. Somebody, one of the interviews, it may not have been Lewis. And he's like, you'd be surprised. You may have the worst drug cartel in the world. And they would drop what they're doing to go kill these fuckers. Right, they would literally stop what they were doing. If if they ran across child sex tra- trafficking, they would just wipe those people out. Sure. It's that hated. It's that hated. It's that underground. It's that dark. But he also said that here in the United States, it's they're it, they're 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 recruiting, uh, they're recruiting Johns. They're pulling people off the internet to sell kids to through social media, through the dark web. In other countries, though. You can go right on the beach, especially if it's a resort town, and just sit on the beach. And they did this because nobody believed them. The governments were saying, listen, they would call him in and he would say, well, how easy is it really? He said, I'll tell you how easy it is. Put hidden cameras on yourself. Go sit down on the beach by the resort and see how long it takes you to have somebody come up to you and offer you a child. So they did that. Him and a couple of the guys that he worked with, they went down, they acted like tourists, they sat there, they had undercover cameras and recorders, and it was like 10 minutes. Somebody came up and said, what, what are you here for? What do you, what do you want to buy? And he's like, well, I don't know, what's for sale? And he, he, like he said, like within a minute and a half, the guy's like, well, a 12-year-old girl, you know, come to a party tonight. You know, we got 12-year-old girls. 
And he was like, get the fuck out of here. You it doesn't even compute in my mind that that's even a thing. That's what I, yes. that's what you say. This whole yes. thing, it doesn't even register. And when you do, it just makes me angry, you know? Extremely angry, extremely yeah. angry. And then people, and here's the thing. So, we, so think about this, because this is, this is, this is bad. I mean, he was talking about the United States is basically the number one producer of the people that go for this. And then they started talking about, we live in a porn world and porn exacerbates this in the mind of, you know, people that are ill, that have this tendency, whatever it is. I don't know enough about it to, to say what causes it. Uh, I have some ideas, but I don't know for sure. And, and it exacerbates it and the people become hyper-focused on it. And, you know, it, it, it gets mixed with all of the, sex junk people have too much time on their hands and they start going down the wrong road yeah very true have you had a chance to take in the documentary um operation Toussaint yet I uh, don't know if I saw that one. Okay, so that one, it was a Nick Nanton-directed film. I had a chance to meet Nick Nanton many years ago at an event. Um, amazing director, but it's it's on Amazon Prime. I started watching it right before I jumped on with you just to kind of give myself a little bit of background about who, you know, Tim was and, and what his cause was. And it really, what I like about it, because I haven't seen The Abolitionist, that's my next step, but I, I needed to put a face to the global issue. You know, I went on the website, I looked at that, but seeing it in film and seeing the the uh, body cameras and the hidden cameras yeah. capture uh, the these moments where they're actually going in and raiding these houses where these children are being held, it really does put a face to it and, and it makes it feel more real. Like I said, I live a, a, a very comfortable life here in the United States. And um, I didn't even know this wasn't even a thing um, outside of hearing about this or that, but not to the extent that you've brought to me. So um, for anybody like yourself, if you want to watch that, it's streaming, like I said, on Amazon Prime, it's just really interesting because it does put a face to what this global pen, yeah. you know, this so, global episode is. So, so does the abolitionists. Yeah. Because you actually yeah, go in sure. on the raids with them. Send me a link to the one that you saw. Yeah, so I, I totally will. And I'll also, you know, I'll, I'll mention it in the show notes below. So if people want to go take a look at it and get a little bit familiar, um, you know, with what Tim Ballard's mission is, they can check that out as well. We'll also link back to ourrescue.org so they can check it out for themselves. Um, as we kind of wind this down, you talked about removing ignorance around this subject is a big part of, of your mission right now. You know, the, the ignorance. What does that look like as we start this year and move forward for you personally? Personally, how do you plan on pushing this forward and helping to remove the ignorance? Maybe not just on this topic, but all topics. Well, I up. immediately took action on it. So I committed, uh, I committed our company uh, to donate a certain amount of funds every month to help him. Uh, I immediately turned it into a podcast to get it out. I'm educating myself on it as fast as I possibly can. You know, I mean, I've got a company to run, so I'm doing it in, in much, as much of my spare time as I possibly can, and I'm going to see. Um, I'm going to have conversation with their company. I hope to meet Tim. I would love to have him on the show and talk to him and ask him personally how, you know, how, how can I contribute more to this? I don't know how I can is the answer right now. I don't know. I'm not educated enough, but I do know that I immediately took action on the ways that I do know that I can. And that is to both get the word out and, and send them funds so that they can keep rescuing these children. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I know you've always been philanthropic and very generous in giving back. I remember early on when I was just coming to events of yours, you were were really big in donating to Make a Wish and making yeah. children's dreams come true. And um, you know, you've done much donating to like Seattle Children's Hospital when we go out and see Mateo Messina's yearly concert out in Seattle. It's it's always been a part of you. Where does that philanthropic piece come from for you? Is it just you feel something in your heart and you immediately jump on it or is it more in depth than that? You know, I think it's always been there to some degree. I remember giving, I remember giving money when I really had none to homeless people walking down the street. Um, I remember taking my kids on Thanksgiving to homeless shelters and cooking for, for the homeless and, you know, providing food for them. I, it's, it's always been part of me to give back in, in some way. I can't stand like, because it, because it, it's, it's who I am. I can't stand suffering. I cannot stand to see people suffer. And it's, it's unfortunate that, that we live in a world that turns a big blind eye to a lot of it. So, when I feel passionate about something, I act on it and I, and I do something. And I haven't felt this passionate about something in a really, really long time. Um, we're also partnering with Feed America. Um, you know, we're, we're providing about 5,000, uh, we're feeding about 5,000 people a month right now, and uh, which is a great thing. I absolutely love that. I'm really shocked at how many people go hungry in, in the United States alone and around the world. But but, but right now we're working with, you know, to, to provide meals for 5,000 people a month. And I want to continue to increase that. You know, as my business grows, as I continue to enjoy success, I want to be able to share and help more people that can't. Because I don't just help people that have money. I want to help people that don't have anything get somewhere. There was a time when I didn't have anything and people helped me. I mean, I had to rely on my government for about a month, for, for pretty close to a year to provide uh, for the WIC program. I don't know if it's still called that, but it was, it was called that back then where we, you know, we would get, we would get some food from the, for the government for, for our own family. And that was hard for me. That was really, really hard. It, it was, it was hard to take. It was, it was embarrassing for me. Uh, I had a great amount of shame around it for a long time. But once I got over my damn self, I was very grateful that it was there to help me get through a very rough time in my life. So this is one of the ways to also give back to that. Well, that it's amazing. And I, and I think, well, this is not the first conversation we're going to have about no. this clearly as we move forward in 2021. So we'll be definitely keeping an eye on this. And I know you'll continue to do your diligent research and learn more about it and find ways that we can help. And like I said, we'll do some uh, linking in the notes below and uh, let people know where they can also start making the world a better place through their donation. So before we uh, end this particular session, is there anything else you'd like to add as we, uh, we walk on out? here i just want to ask everybody to share this like if you can if you can look at this and not run away from it share it with people find some way to share it find some way to give if we all contribute we can stop this this can be stopped by awareness and dollars because there are many people that want to stop it so we can literally put a stop to this it's one of the it's one of the few things that we have the potential to completely eradicate actually in a short period of time if we all pulled together and did something. At least that's what my understanding is right now. That's basically what what Tim said. He said his mission was to stop it, not to necessarily free a certain number of people, but literally to put an end to it. We have the technology to do it. 
We have the manpower to do it. We have the intelligence to do it. We need the dollars and the resources to be able to fund the people, to send the countries, to be able to break down these stings to do this. And um, to think that it's the fastest growing criminal organization in the world right now is just a stop. Like I had no clue, T. I had yeah. absolutely no clue. I mean, if you'd have told me cocaine or heroin or, you know, a million other things, it would have been like, yeah, that, you know, that makes sense. I get that. That totally makes sense. But when, when I heard it was this, I was floored. And it, it, it takes two, right? It takes the people that want to pimp these kids out and it takes people that want to abuse these children on the other side of it also, right? We've got a sickness out there that we've got to figure out how to heal in this world and what's causing it. We got to figure out what's causing it. Well, and I, and I think you're taking the right steps here by just educating your audience and taking time out of your podcast schedule to really bring your cause to the masses and hope that they can do the same. Because like you said, if we all come together united, we can eradicate things like human trafficking, we can work on and eradicate, you know, poverty in our world. Like there's all these things that you just mentioned that you're doing. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's absolutely incredible. And I appreciate you bringing this to our team as well and uniting us underneath that umbrella because we all have a common cause. And now that we have a face to go with that, it's going to be all the easier to do what we can to, uh, to make it go away. Yeah. Let's go set so, some kids free, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming inside, David. You bet. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.